Create with France Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. This is Create with France with France Sydney and today we have with us our friend Chris. Chris, Chris, what are you doing here? Uh-huh. You are here again. Yes, yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, being on again. So, Yeah, I do like sometimes people to, you know, come back two or three times if I have more to share. Yeah. Guys, today we're going to help you again with relationships and not only to get over a breakup, but to actually cause one yourself. Why? Because maybe you've been with a narcissist person or with a person that has the traits of narcissists or there is such a toxic behavior there that anyway you're feeling really bad and you need to go and this is because of many many breakups how does this happen what's the best way of going about it and it's very painful and can be very messy so we're here with an expert to help us to see how to organize this and how to make sense of our life through this very painful process So let's start with an introduction. I'm going to say to everyone, we are not psychiatrists. We're not going to diagnose or prescribe anything. We're not going to tell you that your boyfriend or girlfriend is a narcissist or has a narcissist tendency. That's going to be up to you and your professional therapist. So just making sure we're not trying to diagnose anyone. And um, Chris will talk a little bit more about why. So the the ball is all yours. You know, you know, so what can, can we start with here? Um, well, I would say that what we could start with is just for one, if, if you start to suspect that you're in a situation where you're with somebody who is displaying really unhealthy or toxic traits, you know, you find yourself feeling unsafe, uh, you find yourself feeling unsure, you're constantly questioning your partner, maybe they're being manipulative, uh, maybe they're using uh, something that's uh, typically that's shared throughout the communities that talk about narcissistic partners, just gaslighting. So it's kind of like, you're not actually feeling what you're feeling or, you know, they're, they're making you feel crazy for you sharing your, your experience, you know, your own subjective experience. Uh, you know, the, if you're, if you're going through that, that kind of relationship, then it's important to, to recognize those things and decide what's going to be best for you. And the unfortunate thing when it comes to relationships that tend to display those qualities is some people can get stuck and they can end up finding themselves in a cycle where they would, they would call like trauma. And it's like, you keep going back to the person over and over and over again, even though you know that they're unhealthy for you. So I would say that if you find yourself in a relationship of that type, the first thing is becoming aware of it and accepting the facts, accepting reality. You know, the reality is that it, it, you're not feeling good. You feel, you feel unsure, you feel uncertain. Uh, they're not showing up in a way that is consistent. Maybe you find them being manipulative. Perhaps you find them being outright cruel or they, they, they waver between being very compassionate and loving and kind and they swing back into a place of being very uh, like mean and cold-hearted and distant. And it's very perplexing. Well, if you find yourself in that kind of situation, You know, the real thing is like, what is it that you actually want? You know, what kind of relationship are you looking for? Are you looking for a relationship that makes you feel safe? Are you looking for a relationship where there's uh, a level of consistency? You know, no, no person on this planet is perfectly consistent, but 
they should be consistent and enough enough to where you understand like for the most part how they're how they're going to be you know you don't have to worry about them one day going from being this like happy uh like loving you know just showering you with kind words person to being this cruel cold-hearted distant human being yes you know that's uh, one of the things that the showering with love i have experienced being in lots of singles group for many years now and having also had some clients and they said there is a little bit of a cycle there a pattern there is this person that we meet very charming gives them full attention and the pe- person is basically love bombing them from right from the start they are showering with so much affection and you are the best person in the world that compliments that extreme suddenly you are the most intelligent the most beautiful person in the world and then there is this abrupt change sometimes in the relationship sometimes after being married and the person that is receiving this huge change is in shock first he thinks well it's just a period maybe we are stressed or something but then the thing goes on and what i noticed i don't know if you noticed that thing but there is this dual medal so there are two aspects you have what's going on in the house when the person is insulting you putting you down and treating you badly even abusing you and then there is a face outside when you are treated like like a goddess so people think oh but your wife or husband is amazing and beautiful but inside the house you are going through hell or another case i heard of people that appear to be fine but the narcissist partner creates a lot of situations they were hurtful in a way because the the victim was made to look like they have a mental illness so the narcissist plays the victim part goes outside and says please do not talk to my wife she's completely delusional she has this problem i'm pleading her to go to the psychiatrist so i want to make sure we you know there are lots of aspects of this and we are terrified please go ahead with your comments yeah uh when you find yourself in a situation like that it can really deteriorate your sense of confidence and belief in yourself it can really make you question if you can trust in your own ability to take action and in decision making and understanding that people who display these kinds of qualities tend to be they tend to highlight certain parts of themselves and minimize certain parts of themselves and they also tend to highlight certain parts of you and minimize certain parts of you it's it's very easy to get stuck on only seeing the relationship in a certain way and so what will end up happening is you might find yourself highlighting the fact that they're they're such a sweet person at times they're so kind they're so loving like they have the ability to be that way but then what do you do with this other part of them that's so cruel so harsh so manipulative uh ruthless uh, maybe they're being unfaithful to you uh perhaps they're they seem to be 
it's almost like they're kind of playing uh, like a puppeteer with your emotions. Like they're working you between feeling insecure or, or jealous or um, feeling overwhelmed and stressed to feeling elated and, and joyful and happy. And it that contrast also makes what they do so much more effective because when they are being terrible, when they treat you well, it feels that much better. And so what ends up happening is you find yourself sort of chasing a high, a high of feeling good because they give you the crumbs and you've been starving for that. And recognizing that and knowing that you're just as capable of finding someone outside of that who can meet your needs and that can be supportive and consistent and safe is so is it's such a crucial thing it's such an important thing that what somebody with these traits tends to do is they narrow your awareness to where you're only focused on certain things and what needs to happen is the expansion of awareness or the expansion of choice they're not the only person in your life they're you know it's not true that you only make mistakes or that you can't trust yourself you know that that's kind of a preposterous thing in and of itself because if you can't trust yourself then how can you trust that you can't trust yourself yeah, but like this is the thing is if you get so narrow and so focused on just like these small little minute details you end up missing the bigger picture and then that's when they've got you in in a trap and it doesn't matter if it's if it's uh unconscious on their part like if they're just doing this out of you know having some really unhealthy behavioral patterns really unhealthy uh traits or if they're doing it consciously they're intentionally trying to hurt you regardless it's unhealthy for you and if it's unhealthy for you then you need to do something to put yourself in a healthier situation i think another thing that people need to be mindful of when they when they find themselves in these kind of relationships is something known as the sunk loss fallacy and it's usually talked about in terms of investing you know where you're maybe you've invested in a company and like you've invested a lot of money into a company and perhaps at one time it was doing really well and you were you were making a good return on your investment but eventually this company starts to do so poorly and you're losing so much money because you've invested so much money into this company you're just hoping for a turnaround because you've invested so much of your resources your time your emotions into this person you're hoping for a turnaround and this is where it's critical to recognize wait a second perhaps the best thing that i can do is just pull out to take a step back and to get away from this and to just accept the fact that it's a loss now that loss can transform into something else you know that loss can become wisdom and understanding that will allow you to move into future relationships in a much more healthy way to recognize what you value what's important to you to know how you want to be treated to stay in that kind of relationship though to stay in that sort of toxic unhealthy relationship is only going to feed into these really horrible beliefs that you can develop about yourself that you're not worthy of love or that you don't matter or that you can't make good decisions 
all which are not true. If you only made terrible decisions, you would not be here today. You wouldn't be listening to this because you have to make some decisions to be able to survive. So you're getting something right just from that. This sucks. You know, it sucks to be in a in a toxic relationship of of this sort, but being able to recognize it and then taking a step back, accepting your loss and moving forward, you know, seeking out the support of friends, seeking out the support of family, you know, getting the resources that you need to allow yourself to start to rebuild again and and also just recognize that when you do step away from this, there's a grieving process. It's not a comfortable experience. It's it's painful. It it's hard to come to terms with the fact that perhaps you allowed yourself to get into this situation. You know, you overlooked red flags, you know, things that were clearly like, wait a second, this isn't right, but you wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. And all of these things are going to be so invaluable later on when it comes to you establishing boundaries with, you know, future partners or uh, friendships or even family members, because anybody can display these traits. It doesn't have to just take place in a romantic context. It can be familial. It can be with a, with a, like a colleague or your employer. And so understanding this can allow you to navigate the social world in a much more effective way and allow you to feel a lot safer and a lot more stable and a lot more at ease because you'll know like, wait a second, there's one of those people. I need to be mindful of this person. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to add there are also complicated situations because maybe you're not just dating a person that has this narcissistic tendencies, but you might be married, you might have children, you might be working together, and the person might have put your whole family against you, your children against you by telling them stories, and sometimes there are people that have been completely isolated, they cannot talk to anyone, they cannot get out of a house, so they need to gather a lot of courage to seek for help and to rebuild their own personality so they can walk out without causing more damage because there are some people, I mean, they say in the statistics, 6% of the population, mostly men, who are diagnosed officially with these tendencies. Um, but so there isn't as many as maybe people think. But certainly we create a lot of damage. And um, sometimes even after breaking up, after the divorce, they keep attacking, they keep trying to to cause issues. So what, what will be the steps that you would recommend if a person is unlucky enough to find themselves in an abusive relationship, even narcissists? Well, the first and, and most important thing is your safety. You know, if you find somebody that's attacking you, you need to find safety again. And it can be hard if you find them bringing in issues when it comes to like, you know, legal issues or they're attacking you in different ways. But first and foremost, making sure that you're physically safe, making sure that you're not being harmed in any kind of way, making sure that you're notifying the, the proper people, the proper support, even the authorities if necessary. You know, be you know, take part in your own rescue, defend yourself. Like you're worthy of being defended. 
And the first person that should defend yourself is you. You know, advocate for yourself, support yourself, just like you would a, a child, you know, or you would a friend or a loved one. And it might be difficult. You might find this person coming after you for a while. But there's one thing that we can certainly count on when it comes to reality, and it's that there is an impermanence to things. Everything's constantly changing. And at some point, this experience that you're having will change. And what you need to do is you need to adapt to what's going on right now. So establish safety, get distance between you and this person, do what's necessary in order to protect yourself. And then over time, you know, whether it, whether it takes you, if you need to move, do that. You know, it's a, is it unfortunate that you have to, to take that drastic of a step in order to establish safety? Yes. If it was a lion, you wouldn't, there would be no question. You'd just get out of there. You, you would leave, you know, if there's a, a predatory animal, you know, if you met eye to eye with some bear in the woods, there'd be no question. You wouldn't be like, well, I, what about, you would just get out of there. So this person has some very unhealthy and predatory traits. They're abusive in some way, shape or form. Get away from them. Get your safety. That might involve starting a new life. And that's okay. It's okay. There's gonna be a bit of a grieving process. You know, you're experiencing loss. It might experience a loss of having to be around certain friends or being in a certain environment. You know, maybe you have to change jobs. Maybe you can't talk to certain people anymore. What's most important though is you feeling okay. You feeling okay again. Yes. Thank you. How can hypnosis or coaching help a person who would like to get out of a relationship and doesn't really know? Yeah. How can it help? Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, I talked about how uh, people who display these kind of traits have, they're, they're very good at minimizing certain aspects of themselves and yourself and maximizing certain aspects of themselves and yourself. And so the wonders of like a, of a proficient, competent, and skillful hypnotherapist or coach is that they can help you to expand your awareness. They can help you to see the picture more clearly by drawing your attention to certain features or aspects of the person that you're overlooking or aspects and features of yourself that you are overlooking or things that you're too concentrated on. I was working with a client um, a little while ago and this person looked, they, they said to me, you know, Chris, well, they're, they're such a cool person. And I said to them, I said, well, you know, help me to understand this because, you know, it's like, yes, they're very charismatic. Everyone seems to like them. They seem cool, but they're also manipulative. They pay no regard to your emotional experience. It only, only the only thing that matters is the way that they feel. Uh, they make you feel unsafe. You're constantly questioning their motives or what they're doing. You know, they lied about living with their ex-partner and said that it was their roommate. So does that sound like a very cool person to you? And this, you know, she she just like looked at me and she laughed and she's like, she's like, no, now that you put it that way, uh, no, they don't sound cool at all. And I'm like, 
Well, I didn't, I didn't really put it anyway. I just simply told you what you told me. And the light clicked on and they got it. But it can be maddening for some people because, you know, you can have friends say you need to get, you need to get away from that relationship. You need to get out of that, that place. You need to, to move away, whatever. But what's really important is that you come to that understanding yourself. And so a competent hypnotherapist or coach is going to help you to come to that place yourself where you acknowledge it with your own words and your own awareness, because that's where breakthrough happens. That's where you'll be able to finally break free of this maddening cycle of like wanting to leave because of the toxicity, but then coming back because of the, the love bombing and the, the, just the charisma and the likability because you'll see the picture more clearly. That is so true. And whether it is a personality disorder, also because, um, you know, that is like um, borderline something. <laughs> personality disorders are very similar. And um, so sometimes there are just traits. So if a borderline personality disorder, it could be quite similar. But in any case, it's not very safe. And by using coaching or hypnosis, NLP, Uh, EFT, for example, tapping, so you can cover all these areas of your life that need addressing. Also, because cortisol is really high when you are with a person with whom you have to be walking on eggshells because you would never know. You cannot say anything because they're going to explode. They're the best. They never have to change. They're just going to put you down so they can shine more because deep down, although they say they're the best, they probably don't. And that's the interesting thing. It is actually the narcissist or abuser that often needs a lot of therapy, but he will always say he doesn't need it. And because how they're not born like that. Something must have happened when they were quite young. Maybe their parents were not giving the type of love that they needed. We're all different. Maybe the parents were absent emotionally. Maybe there was no parents or one of the parents wasn't there. This person couldn't get the attention, couldn't scream loud enough. So they develop all these disorders. And so probably it is possible to help them, but we have to be careful we don't become the Red Cross nurse and think, oh, he's going to change, she's going to change. Wait, wait. First, get yourself to safety and save yourself. And, you know, like in an airplane, when you are inside, if there is a turbulence, they say, put your mask on and then help the other people for the oxygen, right? And the same is for relationships. If you are going to be in danger, it's very important that you save yourself first. And then if they are going to go through therapy and get better, all the best to you. But usually the narcissist person will say they do not need a new other one that has a very serious um, psychiatric problem. So it's very difficult to let them admit anything because, of course, they have never made a mistake. And, and so that, that's, that's easy. Do we have any uh, last words of wisdom to give before we close the episode? Yeah, just it's so crucial in situations like these that you focus in on what it is that you can control. You, know, you cannot control this other person. You cannot control their actions, their motives, their emotions. But you can control your experience. You can cultivate emotions. You can cultivate a certain way of thinking. And if you find yourself in an environment that is causing you to feel so distressed and, and so down, so 
broken, then you know maybe it's not that. Maybe you're not the problem. Maybe the problem is the environment that you're in. You know, you're not getting enough sunlight. You're not getting enough water, and the soil that you're planted in is is not providing you the right nutrients. And with the case of a relationship that you know has these sort of traits. Whether it's like narcissistic or borderline personality disorder, don't get caught up in the diagnostic terms. Don't try to guess because you know, like we said, you know, unless you're you have a a therapist, somebody who's uh, who has the authority to diagnose these in the person, it, it's just your guess is as good as anyone else's. However, you can tell when the way that a person's treating you makes you feel unwell. So do your best. With what you can control and your actions, even if that means taking sacrifice, which you know might require you moving, it might require you leaving a job, it might require you taking a few steps back so that you can take several steps forward. Do it, do it. It's worth it. It's worth the. It's worth the. The sacrifice, because in the long run, you're going to be a lot happier than being stuck in a cycle that isn't going to end. You know, it takes a lot for somebody dealing with those problems to change. It's not impossible. You know, something like narcissistic personality disorder is very difficult to treat because the person tends not to believe that they need help. But even with personality disorders, they're on a spectrum. That doesn't matter. What matters is what you can do for you. And even if somebody can get better, like focus on you getting better because that's something you know you can control. You can't control your partner deciding they're going to show up for therapy, but you can control you feeling safe, feeling peace, feeling happy. You know, moving towards things that matter to you, believing in yourself again, trusting in yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I do think that we all are here now for a purpose. We have a mission and something to to achieve, and we're not here just to become a slave or somebody. Um, to be treated badly or to suffer, we're here to give to one another, and give and receive. It's not just about giving, and especially if we have children, it is our responsibility to get them out of toxic relationships because they will then grow up healthy. Because they, no, right? My mom was thinking about safety, and she left because she knew that this was not going to be good for us. Instead of staying there, I made the kids grow up with PTSD and all sort of weird understanding of what a healthy relationship is, they're more likely to fall into abuse. In fact, many victims of neglect and abuse have become victims of narcissist uh, behavior and, you know, partners because they just found, oh yeah, it's a familiar trait, I can deal with that. And that's what I saw in my dad, in my mom. So this, you know, we saw that last time, but it is very, very dangerous to go and date somebody like that because it can bring complete havoc if you bring children to the world you have a huge responsibility to bring them up giving them light and joy and love and which is the opposite and um, I do know that in some texts we do say that narcissist behavior does become better when a person ages but between us who's who's willing to live 50 or 60 years with a narcissist if I hope that when they're 80 they'll be better I mean I will trade my happiness and say oh when I'm old <laughs> let's do it so let's work out what's the problem let's go to a proper professional that can help us 
And let's get to a place of safety. It's very important. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me, contact Chris Good or anyone that you feel you can trust and ask. We're always here to help. We want you to be safe and we want to see you happy. You better be alone than to be in a toxic relationship. Isn't that true? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's always true. Well, thank you again for your time, Chris. I hope all your time here, you know, will be useful for all our audience and that you have gained something and everyone has learned something. So I want to thank everyone for being with us today. And we hope that if you think that this episode is useful for you, you will be looking up our websites and uh, Linktree links, Instagram. I don't know if you have TikTok or whatever. And then sharing this episode. So maybe we will be one person that needs to hear these words, needs to get out. And this is the day when they decide they want to create the life that they want. So thank you, everyone. That was episode 150. And I'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You listen to... Create a front seat